Welcome to the RDH Magazine Podcast, an Endeavor Business Media production. This show represents the voice of today's RDH. Like mine. And mine. Like mine. And mine. And mine. And yours. Join us each Tuesday and Thursday as we explore trending topics and go behind the scenes and into the minds of our amazing writers and friends. And now, here's the latest episode of In Case You Missed It. This article is titled Delivering Tobacco Cessation Through Interprofessionalism, written by Fatima Foster and Whitney Foster in the January-February issue of RDH Magazine. As dental hygienists, we see patients as often as three to four times per year, according to the Canadian Dental Hygienists Association, CDHA. Hygienists see a larger client population than other medical professionals. Some of our patients see us more often than their family physician. As disease prevention specialists, we have skills in health promotion, disease prevention, health education, and behavioral motivation that allow us to provide effective tobacco cessation counseling. Since we have a high frequency of interaction with our patients, we're able to deliver tobacco cessation support with repeated reinforcement, which is essential for all tobacco users. However, delivering tobacco cessation in a clinical setting is easier said than done. Of the 340 dental hygienists surveyed in 1996, 35% stated that patient resistance was a significant barrier when trying to deliver tobacco cessation. 29% of hygienists felt adequately trained to deliver tobacco cessation, but 26% felt that lack of time was a barrier. The five A's to help a patient quit. To deliver motivation in the dental setting, use these five A's to help patients quit. Ask. Ask about use, history, and smoking habits. Advise. Advise about health risks and encourage quitting. Assess. Assess willingness to quit status. Assist. Assist in creating an action plan. Arrange. Arrange follow-up care. The five R's to increase motivation to quit. In conjunction with the five A's, use these five R's to increase patients' motivation to quit. Relevance. Quitting is personally relevant. Risks. Negative consequences of smoking. Rewards. Benefits of smoking cessation. Roadblocks. Identify barriers to quitting. Repetition. Repeat every time during a patient's visit. Interprofessional collaborative care offers clinicians the opportunity to engage patients in tobacco cessation treatment that is coordinated and comprehensive. Hygienists are well-trained to get the process started and remain engaged with patients as they move toward better health. Clients will be more likely to entertain smoking cessation or reduce harm when they are engaging with a health professional who they perceive as empathetic and non-judgmental. As you build a trusting rapport with clients, the conversation becomes easier. Repetition over time is key to keeping the conversation going. The Three-Legged Stool of Addiction Tobacco addiction is much like a three-legged stool with the legs being addiction, psychological dependence, and behavior. Recognizing the stage of change your patient is in will help guide a meaningful conversation. Addiction. Nicotine addiction is the physical dependence involved even if the person wants to quit. Addiction leads to physical withdrawal symptoms. Psychological dependence. The feel-good Addiction dependence of nicotine works on the dopamine receptors in the brain. For example, even if the patient thinks nicotine lowers my stress, 
it physically raises blood pressure and increases the stress response. Behavior refers to the habitual part of smoking. For example, the patient may brew coffee and then light a cigarette automatically. The change process. Encompassing the five A's and five R's into three to five minute interaction, we can break it down by physical stage and assess patient's stage of change. I'm going to explain two charts that depict the behavioral change process. You can view these charts by clicking the link in the show notes. The first is Projeska's trans-theoretical model. The cycle may be repeated at least two to three times. Starts with pre-contemplation, moves to contemplation, then preparation, following action, maintenance, and then relapse. And that cycle, again, can be repeated at least two to three times. The second chart assesses patients' readiness to change. How quickly can I assess a patient's stage of change? Start by asking if they're currently attempting to cut down or stop using the substance in question. If yes, they are in preparation action. If no, ask if they would be willing to cut down or stop in the next six months. If yes, they are in contemplation. If no, they are in pre-contemplation. Pre-contemplation. Denial of the problem. The cons to change outweigh the pros to change. The client may say, yes, but. Or express anger when the subject of cessation is raised. Ask how the patient feels about their smoking or say, help me understand why you feel that way. Depending on the patient's reaction, stopping the conversation until next time may be best. Contemplation. Some ambivalence, low confidence for change. The pros equal the cons. Using the readiness ruler, which can be found in the link in the show notes, as a guide, inquire how ready and confident the patient is to make the change. Anything above a seven on the ruler means the patient is ready to discuss further. Say, on a scale of 10, where zero means you aren't ready and 10 means you're very ready, how ready are you to make a change today to quit smoking? Using the same scale, say, how confident are you that you can quit? At this stage, build on the pros for change. Inquire what would make the patient shift higher on the readiness scale. Ask if they would like to learn more about treatment options. Preparation, action. The pros outweigh the cons, so the patient is getting ready to change. Define the obstacles and find strategies that will help the patient take action. Use the readiness scale strategy, but now you can help arrange access to care and delve deeper into how to use nicotine replacement products, depending on your comfort and knowledge level. Interdisciplinary collaboration. Tobacco addiction can be complex. While some patients will be able to self-manage with nicotine replacement therapy products, NRTs, most require ongoing counseling and support. Collaboration between healthcare providers is a key for success. Patients may be more open to discussion with a different professional rather than their family physician. Collaboration can be direct communication with the patient's primary care practitioner, or it can involve building relationships with other tobacco cessation professionals to help you know when and where to refer. 
In Ontario, Canada, we have several options to collaborate, including but not limited to ask a direct peer. Contact your local public health unit and ask about local support programs. Enroll patients at the Center for Addiction and Mental Health, CAMH. CAMH offers the STOP program, Smoking Treatment for Ontario Patients. Patients are enrolled for one year during which they receive counseling and up to six months of free NRT products. This program is offered through some hospital outpatient programs, primary care, and pharmacies. Seek online support from CAMH through their Quit Smoking with Stop and Nicotine Dependent Services. We work with patients who have complex medical histories, and they often present with risk factors that require an interdisciplinary approach. Collaboration between the dental team and other members of the interprofessional team can increase patient awareness about oral health and its effects on oral systemic health. Thank you for listening to this episode of the RDH Magazine podcast. We hope you enjoyed this article. Hit that subscribe button and join us next Tuesday to hear another article from our inspired writing team. And if you have a minute, find us on social media, visit our website, and sign up for one of our newsletters to keep up to date with the profession. Hygienists come for the education, but stay for the community. See you next time. Oh, oh, oh.